poets in the pod. YCA is a safe space, meaning that there is no racist, no sexist, no homophobic, no gender bias, no ages, no ableist, and no otherwise derogatory language. In our own words, we mess with everybody. We would not be making anybody feel unsafe in their identity nor being. Now, with that being said, welcome again to Poets in a Pod. I'm China Smith. With me is Sam No Price Stop. Today, we will be taking a look behind the curtains of YCA with the newest executive director, Demetrius Amperon. Let's get into it. So today we have Demetrius Amperon with us. Demetrius Amperon is a rapper, songwriter, nonprofit leader from the South Side of Chicago. He currently serves as executive director for his childhood nonprofit, Young Chicago Authors. Demi's third studio album is due in late 2022. He holds with him dearly his two daughters, Ella Amaya and Addison Eden. Thank you so much, Demetrius, for coming here and speaking with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, China. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. Listen to pot. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about yourself? Mm, hop right in. Uh, my favorite thing about myself, if I was talking superficially, I would say my hair, because I've had it since I was like 12, and it's my favorite thing ever. I love going to the shop, love all of that. But um, honestly, personality, I would say uh, my loyalty. You know, I um, have uh, experienced a lot, and I just hold my family, my people really close, and you know, uh, you can count on me, you know? So I would say that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So. As a Chicago native, in your opinion, what's the best thing about Chicago? The best thing about Chicago, I would say, is the people. Uh, the people and, you know, the experiences we have. You know, I, I think this city is always at the center um, of commentary that's about to happen nationally, right? And, um, you know, whether it's like a connection that's part of a diaspora or something different, you know, it's always a young person. It's always a person from this city. Um, and I just love the energy. We, you know, we're, we're culture keepers and it's really dope. And, um, you know, it, it's just a fire place to be, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, we be lit. We be lit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Next question is, how did you get started with the organization? Yo, uh, I got started with Young Chicago Authors. I was like 16 years old, I think, like 15 or 16. And um, I was going to Morgan Park High School. Shout out Morgan Park. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I my friend Sydney Edwards, um, who works here now as well, um, shout out alumni, uh, she had told me to come to work like, you know, a long time ago, and um, I did hesitantly. Um, you know, it was a lot going on in the city, and you know, I think to be honest, I was kind of like scared to show a lot of my feelings and emotions, and um, I just stepped into that space, y'all. And y'all know what it's like. I just, I never left. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been there ever since. So yeah, yeah, likewise, yeah. Ask the question bouncing off like how you said your first time coming to YCA was that word play. Mm -hmm. What was the most memorable word play from your from your youth? I think my most memorable experience at Young Chicago Authors and Wordplay was the first time, to be honest, I did not want to be here. Um, I was like, yo, Sydney, why are you dragging me out here? Like, this is crazy. What did you, what, excuse me, like, what you want with me? And uh, she, like, was really gentle with me. She was like, yo, D, like, this energy, that's weak, but, you know, like, check it out, like be here, like really try to soak yourself into the space. And I tell this story because it's really personal, but I, I kid y'all not, this is the reason why I came back. This shorty, she went on stage and she did this poem about her mother's drug addiction. And um, at the time I was like, yo, she's crazy. Why is she doing that? Like, why would you tell everybody something so personal? Because my family was always like, don't do that. 
And when she was done, like, there was so many people waiting just to watch they love, you know, waiting to hug her, tell her, like, everything's cool, like, really be there for her. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is a space where, like, I could just be myself fully, you know what I mean? And um, that was just, like, my favorite. Like, I came back and back. And back then, I don't know if I should tell y'all this because we don't have to do it now, but we used to give out free pizza. It was a lot of free pizza. And so, yeah, I know, right? And we would just have, like, I mean, they would get us, like, four large pieces. So we would just be here all day. You know what I mean? So it was just my favorite introduction, the first one, yeah. Yes, that's that's dope because Westy is definitely like home like that. I think this is one of the first spaces I've seen myself in the unspoken part scene like on stage. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I agree with that. Yeah, love, love. So as executive director of Young Chicago Authors, what do you feel you contribute to the organization and the working climate of YCA? Yeah, you know, I've so I've been around YCA um, in a professional setting uh, for about like seven years on and off. Right, like I, they blessed me with my first director job, you know, in marketing, and then I was able to be a teaching artist and do all these things. I would say that um, I have just low key been able to experience any job you can possibly have at YCA. Um, so when I got into the point um, where there was transition that's happening within the org, um, you know, I was actually really excited to take. Um, like put my name in the hat um, and it was before a lot of the transitions because they had opened the position up and um, I think I was an underdog I ain't gonna lie to you I think I was an underdog in the position people weren't you know, really paying attention but I think what I bring is you know an energy that is um, I hope in the likeness of y'all like I hope in the likeness of of young people and working with y'all and, and hearing and understanding that this work um, is really a catapult and a launch to other amazing things you could do. Um, and so I'm always trying to keep that in mind and always just trying to grow the work. You know what I mean? Like it's not about other things. It's about y'all's experiences here. And so just trying to keep that at the forefront, you know? So, yeah. I say. I Next question is, what drives you to continue your work with YCA? I, I I can't I this is a safe space I can't cur- I love this place I love young Chicago authors like I really really do y'all like I like I said I think there is always there's always gonna have to be a time and a space where this gets handed off to somebody else right and like um, you know they can take it and make it what they want to make it and um, I, that does not mean that I will not be supportive of this work until the to the day I'm not here on this earth I. I just think that the work that YCA does to allow a young person to speak um, and speak unapologetically um, is so brilliant and it I would not be here, you know what I mean, if it wasn't for that. Um, my kids would not be in the position they are if it was for that and I can say that now, we got like a legacy study, you know, and so um, it, it just the drive is just that I know that it just transforms, you know, people's experiences, you know, mm-hmm. when they get involved, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break to plug some of the programs we got going on at YCA. First up is Every Word Counts, hosted by our beloved Rich Robbins. This songwriting workshop uses innovative and engaging software to help aspiring songwriters tell the story. Students have a chance to dissect popular songs and sounds to identify and create their own. Stop by. Next up is Check the Method, led by First Youth Poet Laurie. Iman Loren. This is a weekly poetic writing experience that explores the many styles and avenues of poetic expression, such as lyrical essays and memoirs, collage building and scrapbooking, journaling, free write prompts, and much more. Last, but certainly not least, is the beast itself, Club Wordplay. 
Join DJ Cashera and a myriad of influential writers and artists for a one-hour writing workshop, followed by the longest-running open mic in Chicago. We hope to see you there. You can follow YCA on Instagram at Young Chicago Authors, no spaces, to learn more. Okay, now back to the main man. So I understand that, Demetrius, you're not only an executive director of Young Chicago Authors, but you're also an artist as well. And I'm actually very curious to know how you feel your role as an artist and your role as an executive director interact. You know, where do you feel they collide or collaborate? Yeah, you know, I am so proud to, to be an artist as well. You know, coming up, I was, you know, I competed in, you know, the Louder Than the Bomb, which is now known as Rooted and Radical, all of those things. And, um, you know, keeping that artistry dear to my heart is what made, um, I think, my ability to do this role, at least a part of my ability to do this role, able, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, there's a certain element, I think, when it comes to programming, when it comes to being able to deliver work uh, to young people, particularly when it comes to hip hop, when it comes to poetry, you gotta know a little bit of it. You can't mm -hmm. just like, sort of come in, like, cause if you right. don't, you know, I think you you lean on the artists around you that mm -hmm. do, right? Um, and so, I, you know, I just really value the ability to be able to um, really understand the, the, the source texts that are coming in, you know what I mean? The artists mm -hmm. that are coming in, being able to jump into some workshops um, and, and really pick up my pen game as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a field that I'm on with y'all as well. Um, and I think, you know, the other end of it is I just love making music. I've been making music since I was like eight years old. And so it's just something that'll never change. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think as I've like um, entered into adulthood, I've figured out how to create a consistency of how to be an artist. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I admire artists that work really hard that are putting out albums like every other quarter or every quarter and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So to be able to create that system, to be able to see other artists that are younger than me, that are like me and not like me create, um, mm -hmm. is so powerful. And I think that that's just how it like interacts synchronously, right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes when it c c uh, like clashes, um, you know, I think there's a, and I'll be honest with y'all, like it's hard sometimes being, uh, where I'm from is like, I do have a little bit of, I'm a little bit more like, rugged sometimes like in my my like the, the the way i work the way i've like talked like i grew up in a hip-hop culture right and i think being able to um one have the humility to learn like y'all are learning and check myself in safe spaces and things like that um and really hold myself accountable i think that that is something that like if you don't have a passion and slow down for that, the people around you are going to know very quickly. Mm -hmm. And if it's disingenuous, they'll know that very quickly too. Um, so I will say that I always am checking that and I'm always trying to be cognizant of that because the day that like I am not like super, um, one, vigilant and trying to grow, I do not need to be <laughs> in this role. Um, and so I think that's like a bigger thing for me. And, um, you know, I always just... I'm just excited for y'all to hear my work sometimes too, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? As like, you know, somebody who's um, on another side of things and like, um, so yeah, I just, I think it's all of that. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of complexities though. Yeah. The show. And I, <laughs> I previously watched your music video for your song, Say Something. Oh, yo, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. no problem. Yeah, I now, um, and uh, if, uh, for the listeners who don't know, uh, Demetrius, set up this event where a bunch of artists, uh, community organizers, and active members of uh, his uh, community in Inglewood came together and really celebrated a day of peace. And I was you know, very fascinated and uh, curious to know, how were you able to bring this whole event together? 
I'll be able to put it together. That was like one of the, I'll tell you, that's like a highlight. I'm I'm young, so that's a highlight of my life so far. Yeah, the the Say Something video event was just amazing. And how we got it together, it was, I think it was fate. It was a little bit of fate and it was Mm -hmm. a little bit of it needed to happen, right? Like it was, we were responding because uh, these two gangs over by my grandmother's house in Inglewood were, they were beefing like really bad. And uh, there was this corner store that um, basically the shorties around my grandmother's house congregate. Literally on that corner, uh, there was this uh, this corner store, and this this shorty got shot. And the week after, they was like threatening to do some more stuff. And so we were like, "Oh, like, could we have? Could we sort of negotiate a day, right? Negotiate some time where the shorties can actually play because they hadn't been able to in that area for a very long time. I remember that summer; it was like really tragic. My little girls couldn't even go over there no more and keep tradition, and so. Um, we just asked everybody from, you know, like, uh, gangbangers in the area, you know what I mean? Like shorties in the area, like people who are community organizing, the gardeners, like everybody, like, can we come out? Can we do something? And it just happened, yo. And it was great. crazy. Like we've been able to replicate it too. And now it happens like out West. Um, there's this one, um, that's called, um, it just happened on like, I think like last Saturday, um, you know, um, and, uh, it's just to show like if you create something like that people want to come you know what i mean like people mm-hmm. want to come and like it was all for the young people so yeah so yeah. well people did come and it was it looked like a very awesome event yeah it's crazy it's crazy thank you for asking about yeah that, of course bro. no problem yeah next question is how were you able to handle beginning your term as an executive director while yca was dealing with unprecedented controversy having a, a unwavering faith that this the organization is supposed to exist and it's supposed to exist for helping young people and providing a, a platform for them to speak and, and to share their stories. Like, if I didn't have that, I would never have applied. There is no amount of money in the world that motivates me to do anything. There is no, um, you know, ulterior motive that exists beyond that. Like, the, and I'll be honest, like, the, this was hard. It was hard. Like, we were on, was on like 200 hours of calls like the first three weeks of a job you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that's not something that happens like i had to continuously like go to therapy like check myself like be around my daughters like there was so much and also my dad had just passed who's like my like Mm -hmm. bro my ace yeah and and so it was like it was a lot of stuff and i just feel like like you know like i told y'all earlier there were young people who were coming in like what is going on who were legitimately hurt you know what i mean and like saying that they wanted their space back and so that was why that that was 100 why and there were so many people that helped there was honor y'all y'all know honor was there mm-hmm. it down director mm-hmm. programs and, mm-hmm. and, and you know so many so many people what are some steps yca has taken to encourage collaboration instead of competition among staff visitors and other organizations you know this is this is an interesting one right because the whole festival was built on a competition right how the bomb was built on a competition and no matter how many times we try to say the point is not the points you know the point is the poetry that would still get convoluted sometimes because Mm -hmm. at the heart of it you are putting people together and putting a score on something right um i think some of the steps we've tried to take is just to be more gentle and understand that people are not this is the thing and let me go back they made slam as a trick, right? To get people to listen to poems, to get people to listen to important mm. things. We don't need to do that anymore. People listen to words. People listen to stories. People want mm. that. I think it's resonating. 
right? Like, I think it's a disservice to say that we need to do that for somebody to listen to it. Like, and so I feel like, you know, the great work that people like Dominique James were doing, um, you know, like Kayla McGee, like Christian Robinson, Yvonne Loren, everybody on the program's team who was thoughtful around the changes we made around the festival, um, I think that was a really big first step, right? Mm -hmm. um, because it made sure that people can see firsthand that our biggest thing that we're doing um, is for young people and it's for their, you know what I mean, for their stories. So um, that was something that resonated with me. And I think just with our team, it's a learning experience and I'm still trying to slow down. I think one of the prouder moments I think is even having this council, um, you know, here and running and existing after so many years of um, different leaderships saying that a council should be here. And so, you know, even having these things and being just more open to the community, um, I think allows us to, um, you know, just have a, a more transparent understanding, right? Y'all feel more comfortable to be here. And um, I think that just encourages that community aspect because YCA also is very siloed. You know, when you become a $1 million organization working with young people, I think you don't. Um, Tendency is open to collaboration, and that's weak. <laughs> like that's weak. Yeah. Like, it just don't make sense. So, um, just trying to get back to that. What what collaborations would you like to see in specific? Like, if there's something that has been supported enough, or something that you would just like to shed light on and overlap within YCA. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. We have our programs that run and exist, right? You just we just did an ad for everywhere counts for check the method for. Uh, for wordplay, um, I want to keep honoring those programs and making sure they uh, live up to the best of their ability. Um, but I think there are a lot of smaller programs that need love and need to be able to grow and have support. Curiosity is one of those programs that mm. I think an organization that's really, really dope. Next Gen is another mm -hmm. organization. I mean, another program within the organization. I feel like in order for those to be successful, this small but mighty team, one, it needs to um, be able to um, work in synchronicity, but we have to be open to collaborate with people in the community um, to get work done. I mean, it's as simple as, to give you a tangible thing, everywhere counts, right? We have a music studio we just built in here. Mm -hmm. There are about eight different studios across the city of Chicago that young people can go to that were built for young people. Do they know about them? Probably not all the time, you know what I mean? Because the, the word just isn't spread, so I'm trying to be able to foster this collaboration where it's like young people are getting the same service, you know what I mean? And we're all doing the same thing, so let's work a little bit more together, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's one that's really, really important uh, for me uh, moving forward in this year. So. Next question is, what do you feel YCA needs to improve most on and what are you doing to help that? You kind of just spoke to that, but... Um, mm -hmm. outside of programming. YCA has a lot of work to do to ensure that, there are a few things, YCA has a lot of work to do to ensure that when a young person comes into this space, they have all the support they possibly can within reason um, to feel one safe in the space, um, but two, feel like that they can actually grow and get the thing that we're telling them, right? If we're saying you can come here to grow your writing, to grow your art, to, to also tell your own stories, there should not be any barriers that exist with that. And I am not naive to the fact that we are just now getting back into the real world and in person, and there are still barriers to that. Um, you know, one, we've just got out of a pandemic. Uh, two, I think our space isn't as conducive sometimes to being able to have, um, you know, people people here in, in larger quantities, in larger amounts. Um, I also feel like, yo, like, just because 
we're a year and some change removed from a transition of leadership of, um, you know, that was based on something very serious and acts of harm that continuously existed in our space. That does not mean that we are just completely done. You know, we acknowledge mm-hmm. it and we're done. I think um, the staff continuously, I think, holds us accountable where we need to be able to have consistent quarterly workshops for young people to be able to experience and understand what consent means, what safe space means, and we're still figuring that out. Um, and I think the trainings for our team need to continuously happen. Mm-hmm. We can't ask teaching artists, we can't ask even me to be working with young people and not continuously be working and helping their craft. Um, and so I think those are things that are very, very important. And um, a lot of times I think nonprofits don't slow down enough to be able to do that work um, because they feel like they're stretched thin or they feel like you don't have enough money, but that's BS, you can do it. And so just trying to take that time because um, the last thing we want is to is for somebody to say that YCA shouldn't persist, and I think um, the reality is is that all of y'all hold that decision, you know, in your hands, and so we got to be honoring, you know, to mm-hmm. that, and, and so yeah. yeah. So, well, what's your vision for Young Chicago authors? You know, five, ten years down the line. Yeah, YCA Young Chicago authors in five years. I'm gonna do the five. I don't do ten, and I'm gonna do ten for y'all, but I don't usually do ten because I think so much changes. And if I am here in any sort of decision-making position in 10 years, there's something wrong. Um, but I will say five years from now, um, you know, I would love for us to be back at a healthy number. And I'm not going to put a crazy number on that. You know, in the past, we've served 10,000 young people always flooding in space. And that is amazing, right? Like, that's, that's dope. But that shouldn't be the driver. I think the experience should be the driver. And so what I'm trying to really um, understand is... How can we mass out this work in a way that feels really comfortable where our young people are enabled to, um, one, deliver like work and get, and get paid to do so, um, build their craft as artists, and I want to be able to have more pathways for um, if you come into the space, when you end, you can either have a pathway of school, a scholarship, you know, guaranteed, or you can have like an artistic pathway where you can work, be an artist guaranteed or you can have some sort of way where you can be in a professional industry, you know what I mean? Whether that's like working at a marketing agency or something like that. And if we can have like those pathways, I feel like that'll just provide another opportunity and mechanism for growth that young people haven't had historically come to whole mm-hmm. Um And so, yeah, that's like a vision for me. It's a big goal. Um, and right now we're just trying to work with different orgs across the country to make sure that our young people get preferred looks. Cause I think that's the biggest thing is like visibility. Um, and being seen, and we know our young people are remarkable, so um, just trying to provide that space as much as we can. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope it happens. I hope it works. But yeah, yeah. I actually have uh, one more question. Uh, yeah. So uh, doing some research, I noticed uh, that you have a very special connection with your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name uh, Edward yeah right yeah um, and uh, so much so that you actually dedicated a essay writing contest yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, I'm very interested to know how has your father been influential to you not only as an artist as a, as a leader as an organizer executive director of yeah. this foundation but also as a person yeah I, my first memories of my dad uh, I was like uh, four Four years old, driving in a car with him, and we were listening to, uh, I think we were listening to Pac, low key. I think we were. And 
And he was a Puerto Rican man, very fair-skinned man. <laughs> and he was always in, in the hood. <laughs> he was he just loved being around black people. Like that was his thing. And I think what I learned from him was this unwavering like belief in helping people. You know, he was uh, so he did heat and cooling. He would go to these neighborhoods. Little did I know that he was doing it against other or companies' wishes because he was charging those people in that community way less money. You know, they could never afford to get their air fixed if it was, you know, thirteen hundred. He would do it for like four hundred. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. like, like crazy. Take him a little extra time and you do it, right? Or he'd, you know, take me out and just me and my mom had me and my mom and him had to move like. 20 sometimes when we were a kid, right? I never had a consistent home until I got to Morgan Park. And he just always had this foundation in me that when I reflected, I was never angry. You know, I was never like uh, super sad because he was just always there giving me this like super pure foundation. And granted, cussed a lot, was crazy as hell, but there was just something there that would not allow me to be um, a bad person. And um, I hold that every single day that I do this work. I mean, he knew me, like, like he knew me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he, I would call him when I would leave work. I'd call him when I would leave a slam. I, so he didn't get to see me in this position, right? But I think he got to see the work that I was doing to get here, right? And so right. I think that's why he just, just always in me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. For real, man. Thank it was really you. insightful. It was genuine. Thank you again for being here. We hope to see your vision for YCA begin to happen. Thank you so much, Tyler. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate y'all.